0: Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the marketing minds at doyouconvert.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peek.
1: We are here, episode 116, with Becca and Julie. Hi. Hey,
0: guys.
1: Another another week. Another this podcast. is going to be a
0: packed episode for sure. We don't have a guest this week, but there is a lot to talk about every hour that goes by. I feel like we keep tossing another potential article for consideration. Yeah. So yeah, let's dive right into story time. And Julie's got one, I think, to get us started.
2: Yeah, I'll start. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the importance of marketing being super comfortable with your CRM or lasso, whatever you use. I've just noticed, especially people who come into the role who haven't set up that CRM, you know, it was already existing before they came in. It seems like sometimes they're daunted and overwhelmed just by everything that's in there. I also feel like maybe they don't want to step on the toes of the, the OSC, you know, by jumping in and asking a ton of questions and don't want them to feel like possibly <laughs> that they're questioning what they're doing but you have to get beyond that and not just think of your CRM as a big rolodex for your sales team and your OSC it's it's more than that and more than just a great place for follow up but if you use it right its benefits for marketing are huge and everything you can base your decisions on you know there's a lot of information in there that you can use for that so especially things like your sources where your leads are coming from those kinds of things you have to pay attention to and the first step is just being in there a lot being comfortable with it. And we've said it multiple times when I'm on calls with people is that I used to fill in for our ROSC. And that was just such a benefit to me because it one, got me comfortable with the system. Number two, I would see things that I wouldn't usually see, you know, like, why is she getting so many warranty calls and spending so much time on that? Or why are we constantly dealing with this problem? Or why am I having to enter this yep. manually and mm-hmm. automatically? So it just helps you see some things. So it's just such an important part. Don't be so daunted by it that you don't want to dive in and just start asking questions. Let them know it's not, you're not questioning what they're doing, but you just need to understand so that you can do your job.
0: Yeah. And I'm guessing part of this came from a particular call that you were on with me <laughs> earlier today. Yep. No. And in that scenario, just to give people a little bit more context, there is a lead source for the OSC, that was not a source type or a secondary source type that we would normally see much of. But it compromised probably about a third, maybe even half of the OSC's total volume. And it was unclear where it was coming from or not even ad source. Like, where is, the, is this from walk-in traffic that's coming back to them? And the marketer had no clue where it was coming from. And so that's, that's obviously bad. Yeah, that's not good. No, especially to. when the the rest of the team is saying, hey, everyone else in our market seems like they're busier than us. Why is that marketer? And you don't really know. So hmm. come to find out what likely is happening is there's the most important lead source of all, their website is not going to the CRM at all. Oh, That's so right. That's <laughs> everything from the mobile version of their site is just going straight, as an email to the OSC. And then there's this other mysterious lead source that that marketing has no clue what it even is that's making those missed leads in the CRM feel like they're still there. So they actually probably have as much as a third or more leads than they even realize. The, the marketer just looked at kind of the overall numbers and thought they're, they kind of line up. Everything must be good. But digging into the CRM, you realize that the lead sources aren't accurate and there's something else wrong there. And so just being able to to control your own destiny a little bit more. And like you, like you said, Julie, you don't have to tell the OSC how to do their job or what to do their job, but you all have to be on the same page in order to be able to audit all of the lead sources and make sure that nothing's broken. Because we say also all the time, technology only does one thing consistently, and that is break. And so you have to be able to catch <laughs> it when it breaks. And everyone yes. has to be on alert to do that. Because the OSC in this scenario would never necessarily think to themselves those leads aren't coming to the CRM at all. They should look different. There should be something that maybe piques their interest. But if they just reply back and then that customer replies back again and they're going back and forth, they're assuming it's being tracked in the CRM, they may never, until they go to schedule, change the rating to an appointment, it's potentially possible that they never even know. And, and from their perspective, they're still busy. They're not missing anything. So yeah, marketing's got to be involved in the CRM from that standpoint, for sure. hmm sure yeah andrew, what andrew you
1: got? all right first one this might be a, a fun question or topic but our warranty experience with our builder is it's always miserable it's like hey we'll be out there tomorrow between one to five to fix the lights that are already resting in the bathroom okay and that was yesterday so then one to five today that's like right now he just finished up like 20 minutes ago, I'm like, oh, that's making me nervous. Like, does he need to turn the power off? Like, <laughs> like he can't because we have the podcast recording. And it's just, it makes, it's, I'm like, what is the, not being mean to them. But I'm like, what is the problem? Like, why is this so complicated that it's not done better? Being that it's a thing that always happens and there's always going to be warranty work. It's not new. I'm probably setting it too high expectations, But just with that perspective of like, it will always be there. Why is this not smoother? I think from my consumer side, I'm like, I can go and get reminders from any other place I make an appointment with. They call me up. Like if this was scheduled months ago or I don't know. Like we sent <sighs> in the warranty stuff months, months ago. But I
3: have something to add. So we had like, our mm. warranty deal like where they come and check things like last month sometime.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And we set it up like yeah, a month in advance and then totally forgot. I, I happen to be home, but yeah, there wasn't that, that, you know, follow up like there is with the OSC where it's like, ding, your appointments tomorrow here is, you know, a list of things you need to do or have this ready or whatever. That would be nice. Huh? Yeah.
1: yeah. It just seems like it's, it's, it's still a continuation of the relationship with the builder and reputation and brand. Yeah. But just our, our experience, like why not? Make it positive versus this, like, oh my goodness, I'm just gonna pretend we're not here and (laughs) not let the guy in, even though he's out front. I didn't do that (laughs) because I wanted the thing fixed, but it makes you want to, like, oh, I didn't even plan on you coming by today. What
0: the heck? Right. Yeah. That. In one sense, it's totally I I understand to both perspectives. Mm -hmm. As the only person in my family that is organized, like none of my family, none of the five of them can remember any password to anything. Thank the Lord. Mike Lyon introduced me to 1Password when I first started working with Praise him. the Lord. So I have everyone's password. They you're like, oh my gosh, we got to hurry up and go to X. How, how do we not have this on the calendar, folks? I don't understand. <laughs> so there's the one side where you're like, why can't people just be organized? And then, yeah. but, but at the end of the day, you have to, that's why, that's where marketers are so important is they have to be there to remind the rest of the organization. It doesn't matter. Like that's how consumers are today. So we better have a better system. To remind Becca that this is the day you asked for, you know, the day before and fifteen mm-hmm. minutes before, and yeah. probably have an easy way for them to text back and say, "No, can you please reschedule?" That that's where a lot of this stuff ends up breaking down. Is there's people in the organization who are like, "What's the big deal? Those people should just figure it out,
1: drop everything, and be there for the." Because I work obviously, I work from home. But if you didn't work from home, hey, we'll be yeah. there tomorrow, one to five. Right. What? No.
0: Right. <laughs> so yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't work. Yeah. And then the, the end second, of the day,
0: it doesn't, it doesn't okay. I guess my point is it doesn't matter from anyone's perspective but the customers.
1: Yeah. And so yeah. Like that. that's only, yeah. Which obviously the build, builders are listening. They're like, what? But like that's on the front end, it's all customer focused. I think just it needs to continue that priority. And then my other one was, this was like an hour before this person were to show up. Lindsay called me. It's like, hey, Carson has a ruler stuck on his finger at school. They're going to call the ambulance.
3: Like, what? A <laughs> oh, <the> ruler <laughs> stuck no. on his
1: finger? A ruler stuck or his finger stuck through a ruler.
3: I oh, no. you say that. It's That's not awesome. something.
1: So I'm, I don't think this picture will work, but I'm like, okay, there you go. And so I don't know what he was doing in class. I'm showing the uh, picture to everybody. Oh gosh. Okay. There's yeah. like holes, so, a yeah. hole in the ruler and it's like,
0: it's a plastic ruler. So it's a yeah.
1: plastic, but it's not, but it's kind of flexible.
0: Mm-hmm. somehow he got his yeah. finger
1: in there and then it eventually swelled and then he couldn't get it off they couldn't get it off in the office they tried for like 15 minutes like they're putting lotion on it they went to the <laughs> kitchen at the school and they put like olive oil on it, all the stuff they couldn't get it off i'm like why don't they just cut it off just cut that's it off
3: that's what i'm thinking
1: something and so you know that was just a met. i'm like are you kidding me <laughs> like we got this warranty person <laughs> my macgyver
0: mode just then, kicked in and obviously you don't you want to saw it all the way off but you could saw it enough where you could just snap it because it's plastic yeah. right
1: like well, turn your it's head like, bendy plastic right. It's, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm like I found my tool bag I'm like so she's like I'm going to our doctor pediatrician he's going to figure it out because we're friends with him so that was a good hookup. he ended up having to like so he would cut it Use then steps. he froze it with like liquid nitrogen or whatever
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: he'd cut it a little more I'm like that seems complicated I would have just cut it off <laughs>
3: Not
0: the oh, finger, been,
1: the ruler. Wow. <laughs> Not the finger. So don't put your fingers in rulers.
0: <laughs> okay, <buddy. laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, I got two stories. First, quick one is really, they're, they're both kind of jokes. I've been talking a lot on calls with builder partners that I feel like a stand up comedian learn tr- practicing new, new jokes uh, now and then. So here, here's joke number one. How hot is today's real estate market? This is where you say, how hot is it? How, how hot, is is it? hot is it? How hot is it? Even Bing works. <laughs> yeah. So every, there, there's some very consistent things that people will bring up when we're working with them. One is, hey, can we use video in our Facebook ads? And we say, mm-hmm. sure. One, is your video good enough to be a Facebook or Instagram ad? And second, 90% of the times the metrics are not as good when you're using video as your main source of, of ads on Facebook and Instagram for home builders. And, but we get asked it all the time. And so we check into that and retest it with someone else on a, on a regular basis. And Bing is another one of those things that just comes up where someone will be like, and what about Bing? And for years we're like, yeah, probably not, but let's give it a shot see what happens. Maybe we'll be surprised. And, uh, Andrew's been working with someone in particular who we were running Bing ads, and Mm -hmm. lo and behold, better uh, costs. Pretty much across the board. Yeah, much lower cost per click. Quality metrics were there. Warning is you're very limited budget, so you're you're only going after the very highest quality stuff you could from Bing. And then I think it was Becca and I were on a call with someone from Mm -hmm. Texas, and we were having the same conversation about hey they have enough budget and trying to figure out what else to do that makes sense. And said, maybe Bing. She goes, that's so funny. You mentioned that because I was just looking at our organic growth and Bing, it just keeps showing up on all the reports more and more and more. And so how hot is the market? Even, even Bing works right now. Man,
1: even Bing is showing up.
0: The other, the other story I have, I posted a picture of this in the market proof marketing Facebook group, but I'm pretty sure either people are terrified to interact with it or they're not Sure, what it means, and if you're you're not sure what it means, then I love you. Uh, Don't worry about it. Don't try to figure out what it means. But it's a coaster that says MQL SQL WTF, and the idea is who the heck cares about MQL or SQL? It's stupid and pointless. And I just wanted to to riff on this a little bit more. So MQL is a marketing qualified lead. That is a lead that marketing says this this person is more likely. To become a, a purchaser than other leads. So it's like lead scoring, more or less. And SQL, according to HubSpot, which is not a good, if you find yourself referring back to HubSpot's uh, definition system a lot, that's also something you should get checked out. We like HubSpot as a CRM and a marketing tool that's great. But most people who use HubSpot are using it for B2B purposes, where, which is the only place where I could say maybe MQL and SQL makes a little bit more sense. But the person who posted this picture only works with B2B businesses. So they also have a similar opinion that I do. But the, the joke here is is when sales gets to determine what a sales qualified lead is, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the same thing as like every person who has an appointment? And I, I'm, I, I have HubSpot pulled up because I want you all to, to think about this. But, um, understanding MQLs and SQLs is important for your sales team because the system can save your salespeople time so they spend more of their time selling to the right people at the right time. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah. yeah. Doesn't that sound good? Perfect Except for that our problem right now is that we have too many people talking to online salespeople, setting set <sighs> appointments, and not enough time to meet with them all. So why is this, how is this relevant in that scenario? This isn't like they, it talks about downloading white papers, about lead magnets, blah, 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 stuff that just makes me sick because that's not the type of person we're trying to attract in the best housing market ever. It's like, Hey, you, you've got your hand raised. You want more? Come on, let's go. We're not trying to convince everyone with 10, 15 emails over time. I just, I don't get it. So the WTF is hilarious because it's like, <laughs> wh- why do we need these and why do we keep going back to some form of automation? I also saw um, a slide deck, I showed this to you briefly, Andrew, of someone's like 16-page slide deck proposal or plan of how they figure out who's an MQL, who's an SQL,
1: Oh, gosh. the email
0: pattern that needs to happen before oh. and after. Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile... When the pandemic hit, the same company had been wasting apparently so much of their marketing budget that they didn't need to keep spending a large portion of it anymore. Like, again, we've said this before, you should probably be looking at your budgets and cutting back in appropriate areas 10 to 15 percent. Same number, really, I said in March when the pandemic first hit. But if you're cutting back 30, 50, 70%, you are probably always wasting a whole bunch of it on this silly business of MQLs and SQLs. And the last thing I'll take you back to a final story. This is someone who is using HubSpot's internal lead scoring system. Mm.
1: You
0: remember this, Andrew? I don't know if you remember, if you remember this or not. It's there from is Canada. A, uh, mm, we don't need to say okay. any more than no. that. There is, was there is someone who's <laughs> using HubSpot's internal scoring lead scoring system. They're super excited about it. And just, this is going to change everything. We're going to automate this, this whole deal. And salespeople can just take orders and it's going to be great. Pull up the lead scoring report of the last like 30 purchasers, and all of them had lead scores below the 50% threshold of what they should have to be a purchaser.
3: Oops. That's not good. There was like <laughs>
0: one over 50% of the way there to the ultimate score of purchaser who had been a purchaser.
3: Hmm. Sounds like measuring wrong things. It sounds like um,
0: that. Also, we're selling houses, not widgets. Yeah, it's I there's <laughs> yeah. so much research that happens completely outside of the, of the home builder's purview. Like, what, how are you adjusting your lead score for when they go to Zillow and spend 14 hours in two days looking mm-hmm. at every single home? How is that taken into account?
1: Or, or does your site even support lead score? Like, is there content even that's digestible good enough? I'd say 99% not outside of pictures and things. Uh, I don't know. I just,
0: I get so angry that we're going to have to move on, but guys, I keep going (laughs) back to when the (laughs) pandemic hit and Amazon realized they had to ship more stuff. They instantly announced like almost immediately, we are going to hire 50,000 more people. Then they announced we're going to hire a hundred thousand more people. Do you think to them that they ever said, you know what, when the pandemic's over and people don't need as many boxes shipped to their house, because things start to go back to Somewhat more normal, we're going to have to let all those people go. No, they hired as many people as they needed, focused on the customer experience. And we are just, as a whole industry, obsessed with this idea of trying to build a system that requires as little humans as possible. And if you go on the Zappos tour, guess what? Zappos, a company, probably more known than anyone at this point for great customer experience, what is their building full of? Now they probably all work from home, but they're full of people talking to people. And they have systems. I remember uh, Brian McCarthy from Abrazo Homes went on the tour, and they have a a system where if I'm from Columbus, Ohio, and I call in, I'm more likely to talk to someone who at one point is from or lived in Columbus, Ohio. So we have something to talk about together. That's cool technology. Technology that says, hey, Julie's on the line and... She has a lead quality score of 15, but get really excited to give her great service. What?
1: It? Yeah, it almost sets you up to not
0: want to talk to them. Yeah. yeah. Or to, as an excuse, why did these leads not convert? Oh, their quality score is too low. It's just a bad, 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 bad move. Okay, moving on to the news. On. Dusting off all the, all the frustration in my body. Okay, first up, this one's a pretty big deal from USA Today. And everywhere else, we got an email from Facebook on this yesterday, midday. iPhone's new update will mess up online advertising. Particularly, Facebook has some things they're already telling us we need to be considering or be ready for. And none of it is particularly exciting. So, Andrew, give us the details here.
1: Yeah. So, this one I'm still a little not confused about, but the application to us or Hmm. builders. If mm-hmm. you're only running, say Facebook newsfeed ads, you're not as affected with essentially iPhone iOS 14, 14, right? Right. Is stripping a lot of the privacy as far as how many layers deep can track, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well yeah, if you're but, only on
1: Newsfeed or only mm-hmm. within Facebook, yeah, you're more safe now. Right. I'm gonna pull up I'm pulling up the old. Well, but like that, that.
0: that's where that's where the adjustment is that you know it says here, that because of the changes that Apple is introducing, which is going to require people to opt in intentionally to allow this tracking to continue that Facebook itself has said it will no longer collect identified information for advertisers on its own
1: apps Yep, on our own iOS 14, devices.
0: IOS 14 devices. It's also asking businesses to create new ad accounts dedicated solely to running ads for apps for iOS 14 users in order to comply with the Apple's new rules. So yeah, you're right. Right now, it appears that it's only for people who want to run on the extended audience network. Mm-hmm. But this is, you know, that old slippery slope peeking its head again here, where right now it's saying if you want to reach advertisers in apps, you're going to have to set up your own accounts. But the, the danger here is eventually if Facebook, you know, first it's Apple. Then what if Google follows suit? Then what if major website advertisers start following suit? You know, that, that's where hopefully at some point Facebook feels like it already knows enough about us <laughs> to continue <laughs> to, to learn. Because the inability to track individuals across devices would really hurt them in the long run if this continues.
1: Yeah, it's the, so the IDFA, the identifier for advertisers is what's mm-hmm. affected, which is essentially you. Like you, here's Andrew. the good
0: news. Yeah. The good news is that that potentially makes all of the demand side platforms and display ad goofiness that we've talked about at yeah. nauseum uh, potentially yeah. less effective because that, that data is likely to not be shared. So here's an example currently this is from the article. If an iPhone user looks at an item on the Amazon app, then looks it up on the best buy app. Advertisers know that someone is shopping around so they could deliver a promotion to that user. Once iOS 14 is released, that will not be possible unless the user opts in. So a lot less remarketing from shopping behavior within apps. I didn't see that one. So that is the... Oh, go ahead, Becca.
3: I was going to say, it sounds like it's going to affect e-commerce more than us.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: E-commerce for sure. And is this... So I think Facebook is super careful in how they say things because the more... That's
0: why why this is a little bit harder because they're not being super clear
1: yet. But that is that is essentially saying if you're on Zillow, right? Then Facebook knows what you're doing. Exactly. Like I think I've talked about, like with the Pixel, it tracks it. But iOS apps is it only apps? I wonder. I need to reread every. It is only
0: apps right now, but that's where again the next major update to the Mac OS on desktop. Or whatever that silly browser is that comes with your Mac. I don't know. I'm not a Mac person. Safari. Genes, those have animal Safari. names. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. It may already be something that they're thinking about implementing or have implemented on the desktop version of Safari as well.
1: Because they, so, yeah, they don't want I guess they don't want the news headlines to be like, Facebook tracks you on sites off of Facebook, which that, is what they, where, did. Again, well,
0: they do. That's where, again, immediately potentially almost immediately, that's where the Z- the Zillow app will stop letting Facebook learn about user behavior on iOS devices running iOS 14 or beyond. And that could be a significant portion of how the AI is learning. So it's definitely something to see. I'm
2: also curious to see how they have people opt in or opt out because a lot of times how they ask Mm -hmm. the question makes a difference because, you know, it's Mm -hmm. I think it was Twitter last, like, do you want to continue, you know, advertising, being able to be more directed towards, so it kind of depends too. Like, do you have to go somewhere to opt in? How are they asking the question? Right. Um, how would
0: you like in? your experience personalized? Yeah, I yeah, guarantee I think you that's, that's what I it says. I think that's how they
2: asked it. So it'll be...
0: I guarantee you it won't show a picture of a creepy old man in a trench coat and say, would you like to be followed? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mark. That won't happen. Zuckerberg running around. Yeah, so
2: I think a lot of people opt into things they don't realize exactly what they're opting into.
0: Yeah. So, but the, here's the thing. This, this notification, it appears, is going to be controlled by Apple, not by the individual apps. So it depends mm-hmm. on how, how friendly Apple, does Apple really care about privacy and are they going to make it hard to do this wrong from the consumer's perspective? Or are they doing it for a PR perspective of look how much privacy is important to us and yet they make it super yeah. easy for people to... PR, in. Or, PR or
1: money. Well, we can go to the next one. We could keep talking. Like with their like... <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the App Store they want, you know, I don't know if you're following the, the lawsuit with them and Epic. It's really interesting reading the details oh, yeah. on that. Yep. like, well, they're like we provide the platform for your game to function. I'm like, well, shoot.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I'm on a right. different. I have a different perspective than people may, might think on that. If Ford Motor Company had had a product that was specifically made for their car, uh, mm-hmm. and the supplier suddenly said, you know what, you only pay us fifteen cents for this part that goes into your car that we sell that you sell for sixty five thousand dollars, and that's not fair. We'd all laugh at them. Like the, the, they can, they can make their products or games or apps for anything. But it didn't exist. This whole ecosystem didn't exist until Apple invented it. And it's secure. I, I don't. I mean, you, we can talk about if thirty percent is too much, but I think it's. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. The way that Apple's handling it. The only thing is when an app competes with their own uh, app that they make. And some of those rules are a little bit too monopolistic. Ah, but in terms of yeah. the price point, you know what the you know what the rules are. When you play you the game. Up? Play by mm-hmm. the rules or go play a different game. Moving on to an article from NAHB. Average new home price now $16,000 higher due to lumber. Don't use lumber. A lot of money. And it's not just lumber. And we were on a call with someone Shoot. who also was saying, it's not really, really even the price that's the concerning part. It's, it doesn't matter what the price is if you can't get it. Like A lot of builders would be happy to pay this much more if they could get all the material they needed for their house, but they just can't get it in some cases.
2: Well, like I think you mentioned not long ago, Kevin, it's also hurricane season.
0: Yeah, right.
2: (laughs) And I mean, yeah, there's things that can only make it
0: worse. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't... Eventually, this solves itself. It's never as fast as Americans who are very impatient want. Like, I, I don't know how many times my wife would ask me, why can't we make toilet paper? <laughs> and and then you know it was really annoying story and a hunt for a month and a half, and then now we all have toilet paper overflowing everywhere, and yet no one wants to even acknowledge that that that's not a problem anymore. It's just like oh we're on to the new problem. Why don't we have enough boats? Why don't we have enough bikes? Why don't we have enough whatever? Eventually the market system figures this out. Eventually they will cut down more trees. They will plant more trees, replace said cut down trees. Like eventually this hopefully will, will adjust. But for now it's just a challenge to get stuff. And that's where expectation setting and just really over communicating with your, with your customers, what to expect. And anytime there is a potential delay, I think, I think Andrew, what's likely to happen is a lot more of your warranty, like complaints that you're having mm-hmm. are going to shift forward. And, and we're going to, going to add a whole bunch of, during the building process complaints. Like, you all know this from being in the industry. If someone gets their house framed and it doesn't get protected from the elements fast enough and it rains like twice really hard and they drive by and there's a little bit of water puddled in the corner of the wood floor, the, the sheathing, mm-hmm. pe- people get mad. They're like, hey, when are you going to get this thing protected? Because look, the wood's getting wet. This is a disaster. My house is going to melt or you know fall over the next <laughs> time we have strong winds. And that's true. If it's just long enough, you're going to have major problems. If the wood turns gray, you got, you got problems, but we're going to, we're going to run into a lot more of those kinds of situations, but price points are definitely going up. And I, here's a quick prediction. I posted this on Twitter. I think right now builders are raising prices just because they can, and they're trying to figure out the, where the consumer is and interest rates telling you guys right now, competitive market analysis is quickly becoming a lost art
1: where mm-hmm. already
0: people are who who might have a, a particular community that's not doing as well as others, they're like, we don't understand how is this? And then you look at it, and you, well, you are fifty grand more for two hundred and fifty square feet less, and the same included features in the same school district. That could be why. Competitive market analysis is a skill that you got to keep sharp on because eventually people are going to turn around and say, I don't understand why I'm not selling anymore, and and figuring out the right place to come down to without knowing how to do that process well can be really painful for a builder all right moving on to techcrunch.com instagram guides may soon allow creators to recommend places products and more this is really interesting like why is instagram not more like a youtube especially with instagram tv why can't we have more long-form content potentially that's educating and letting people know more about what's happening that's not necessarily what the whole article is about but Instagram guides, what do you guys think? I think they're really cool.
3: Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think there needs to be some way to make sure that the content going up is valid.
0: Mm. That is a good point. YouTube does a pretty good job, all things considered. As a, I mean, there's definitely a ton of questionable content, mm-hmm. but the really <laughs> heinous stuff usually doesn't last real long. Yeah. And Facebook has already gotten in a bunch of trouble for how long things like people going on a shooting rampage in a why is this stuff keep showing up and popping up so you're right that the guides mm-hmm. you know you can only imagine your guide to using hydroxychloroquine with covid you know yeah good. Good. i'm not yeah. saying right or wrong i'm just saying that's a thing that happened and everyone was upset about it getting taken off but it kept showing back up so it is another way that they're gonna have to patrol it but i do think um everyone's i mean you guys saw the did you guys see the news that uh walmart is teaming up with microsoft to purchase TikTok? No. I did not. How I did don't
3: miss him, I miss TikTok? Right?
0: Yeah.
1: Come on. I was playing They are ruler.
0: teaming up to try to win the bid for the app. And the reason I'm bringing that up in this conversation 40, is inst- okay. Instagram wants to get in the YouTube educational content
1: space, mm-hmm. right?
0: When, you're, when yeah. you're looking for something, they don't want you to switch apps and look it up in YouTube. Just look up, how do I in Instagram and find your answer? Everyone's right. trying to just slowly kind of be the same t- thing. T- take almost. a bite of the same apple. Yeah, be, be yeah. part of the same business. And Walmart and Microsoft. The the interesting thing about that isn't so much TikTok as much as those two together are the only. It's the only super company, so to speak, that I feel like could take on Amazon if they really figured things out. Yeah. Between the two of them.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure, I would use the guides as far like I would create on the guides.
0: Yeah, it seems if like you write, Do You Convert like a, could make a guide on guide analytics, right? Yeah, would search. Yeah,
1: because the like if you have a long form post, it's miserable right. typing. Like you have to put it in something else and so go to the site to get the spaces correctly. Then you throw mm-hmm. it in there and you're like, oh shoot, there's a misspelling. Edit it, and it's like this little tiny window that's like.
0: Or you a make inched. a carousel thing with like 50 images. You can't have 50, but you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, too. I think it'd be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be super cool. I like it. I think that's something that builders should consider. You could turn a guide into like a overview of a floor plan or a community. um, Yeah. Every floor plan
1: on there. And then I'm sure you could link to like a story highlight of that floor plan or that community. Like you could just, yeah, maybe all over.
0: Yeah. So next news story from inman.com. I attended the, this event yesterday as well. Zillow unlock had um, part two of their virtual series that they're doing and One of the things that they talked about, and this is the headline, despite digital acceleration, Zillow execs say consumers need agents more than ever. Now, part of this, you have to say asterisk, Zillow really doesn't want to lose agents, even though some of their products, I mean, what they have said historically at other Unlock events, so I'm not just making this up, this has been said from the stage, is we will need fewer agents, but we'll need the better ones to partner with us. And now what they're saying is that, you know, Zillow execs say that they need agents more than ever. Here's the quote. While technology can do a lot in the current situation where people have a lot to navigate, professionals remain super important to that journey, says Zillow, Senior Vice President of Integrated Marketing. And this, Thais picked this one out, not me, but nice. it just keeps reminding me of something that I've been saying a lot on calls is that there's really, we have to keep building out experiences to the two extremes. Those who want personal handheld concierge-like service at any step in the process and those who want self-service and everything in between there is a lie. No one wants that. No one wants the 15 email thing that doesn't really help you isn't a person and it's also isn't completely self-service but just strings you along. Nobody wants that. What people want is one of those two extremes and it seems like in the current situation, particularly as people are relocating uh, potentially, they want professional help and support, and people holding their hand through the process.
1: Yeah, I think we find that in our our own shopping habits, like the two extremes, like you either want that person or you want to digest all the content there is out there.
3: I think it relates to how far out of your comfort zone you are. So if you're out of your mm-hmm. comfort zone. Or you're super busy and you don't have time to handle a lot of the logistics for home sales, then a realtor begins to look really um, helpful. But I think if you're willing to take on some of those tasks and and you have the time, then and you kind of know what's going on, then a realtor their importance kind of goes away. <laughs>
2: and I agree that there's there's a place for realtors, but this kind of made me eye roll when I read it, because of course, Zillow is not going to say, mm-hmm. screw realtors, we hate realtors, because they make money off of realtors. Right. So when I first saw this article, I was like, well, yeah, duh, of course, Zillow's going <laughs> to say that. And sure, they mean it to some extent, but also, you know, they don't want to make realtors mad. They want to keep realtors yeah. happy.
0: <laughs> yep. But I think uh, this also we can go back to the MQL, SQL, WTF. The article simultaneously talks about how consumers are using 3D tours, realtors are using 3D tours, more builders are using 3D tours, more. We are hearing loud and clear from our customers, Waxman said. As an industry, we need to make available the digital tools because customers are expecting it, and we need to make them available so our partners could shine. Here again goes to the to the problem. everyone or not the problem, what, what everyone thinks is going to happen and this this keeps happening over and over and over again, is, well, if we give them everything, all the information, all the ability to do it all, they're not going to buy from us because of X, Y, and Z. Like there's this theory from up up on high at organizations that we can't give enough control to our customers to self-service or else they won't buy. And yet what the article goes on to say is that This is what customers want. So do you need an MQL, SQL rating if someone has taken 15 minutes of their life to walk through a 3D tour of the home, read the description, seen the price, seen the transaction history, on and on and on and on, and then they call you and say they want to see the home. No, you don't need an MQL, SQL, any kind of WTF rating on that person. (laughs) Show them the home, go sell it. And so by providing this, you're actually creating... More business, more need for the ultimate hand holding at the end. Yeah. To finalize the process. And I think I think if someone from Zillow were on right now, they'd probably still say that they see the overall trend, Julie, as we will need fewer agents. But and this is me talking, not Zillow, so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> most agents are not good. A lot of agents are very good, and those are the ones we need to stick around. And that's what do you convert Zillow? Every even other agents are worried about the agents that aren't good. We're only talking about those. The rest of them, the rest of them are great. All right, the last one to really, you know, this is a great palate cleanser here. <laughs> mm. <laughs> From With the jokes. ABC Seven. What state is this in? I don't even know. Oh, uh, uh, Kentucky. You would think Kentucky. Yeah. They can pretend. Headline is: It doesn't feel quite right. KFC suspends its "finger looking good" slogan. Because of coronavirus. (laughs) Coronavirus. Kentucky Fried Chicken has decided to pause using its finger-licking good slogan because, well, that's probably not the best idea right now. We find ourselves in a unique situation, having an iconic slogan that doesn't quite fit in the current environment, said Global Chief Marketing Officer at KFC in a statement. I bet they had to run some focus groups before they really were sure about whether that was the right decision to... (laughs)
3: I mean, it's a good article about trying to keep your brand current when things change.
0: Yeah. Here's the thing. Do you guys really? Um, I know I'm probably the odd man out here. If I'm watching a movie and two strangers shake hands, I don't have a physical reaction to that. Like I do. Really? Oh, you do? Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. But I Maybe always there's the percent.
3: Watched, I always was a hand washer to begin with. Ah,
0: well, that exploded. Okay. so that would have that yeah. would have freaked you out even beforehand.
3: Less so, but yeah,
0: to, to some extent. I mean, what you're saying is in real life.
3: If they touch something gross and then shook that person's hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah,
2: I noticed it for sure, and I noticed it a lot. Like, what was I watching? I think it was a cooking show or something. Mm and like people touch their face oh, and cook well, and i'm just like ah, yeah, I'm all those informations need cook.
0: reshot now right
2: For <laughs> yeah. yeah. food dehydrator yeah, there's way too much breathing on <laughs> too much breathing <laughs>
0: every- <laughs> really not <laughs> mass
2: <laughs> hold your breath
0: <laughs> um, so, you know, that's awesome yeah,
1: i feel like it's a little over the top like i don't i think people finger looking good like they're not at least i'm not associating the act of licking your fingers but like more so they, the intention of like, it's so good. You don't want to
0: leave anything not done.
2: I, I think that was a bad slogan before. Yes, yes me too. Just that it was. Me
0: too. Well, again, this is why my my spider sense is tingling, Julie, because I don't recall hearing that slogan used by the company in a long time, like they've had all those different yeah. creepy people dressed up as, oh, yeah. as Colonel Sanders. Mm-hmm. None of them, Never I'm pretty sure, that. will have to do an audit. I don't think any of them said like finger looking good at the end of it. That's I, so. I think probably they,
2: not. KFC yeah, did, like yeah. Wendy's
0: is really good at the PR game, and I think this is part of that
3: mm-hmm.
0: same thing. It's like, well, yeah, it. it is their slogan technically, but they're not really losing out.
1: I don't know the last time I've been to KFC. I don't mm-hmm. even know.
3: Probably
1: since and they stopped calling it fried chicken. Right. <laughs> Could be it. it's been a very long time.
0: Yeah. We, we usually get it like once or twice in the summer as a picnic thing oh. with the kids. They like that, but otherwise our new thing is just to get Chick-fil-A and put the yeah. seats down in the back of the expedition and picnic inside the car with the trunk open. <laughs> <That's what laughs> I think that's hilarious.
1: Yeah. Chick-fil-A. Oh. Yeah. That, they're our fried chicken source.
0: All right. Moving on to the answers or well, just, bringing through the question of the week from two weeks ago i think the winner of the pulse 20 group question for the sony camera was laura owenby congratulations nice picked her answer not me i definitely would have given my my award would have gone to amy o'brien who said something very nice about kevin uh (laughs) the only person she really needed to have in her group Uh, If you want to learn more about the 2020 Pulse, Pulse 20 groups, uh, the speakers, agenda, anything, visit dycpulse.com. We are now over 120 people, over 65 different organizations represented. And we still have a full, as of the recording of this, 39 days to go. So uh, thanks again to all 15 of the sponsors. If we had to name them all, it would take another 10 minutes. So Go check out dycpulse.com. Uh, click on their logos, go to their websites. They're all amazing companies. Okay. This week's question of the week is what is your company having a hard time procuring as part of the construction process? Maybe it's maybe it is labor. That's a whole category in and of itself. But is it lumber? Is it uh, if it's fireplaces, Mr. Rethlake would love to know. He can <laughs> maybe try to help you with that. Appliances is one I've heard a lot. Fireplaces, I have not heard. Uh, faucets, windows, shingles, concrete, too, was one that someone mentioned the other day, which that seems strange. That is strange. but Like mafia stuff controlling the What country. are you having a hard time finding? Maybe, just maybe, this is not going to happen, but maybe someone else will say, I've got a lot of that, and they'll help you, and they'll ship it from one side of the country to the other just for you. Good idea. <laughs> All right, and as a final reminder, you can call in with your questions on this episode, questions or comments, on this episode or any other to 404 369 2595 or email them to show at do you convert.com For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out doconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye.